1: Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Folks, you're lucky enough to participate in something very unique when it comes to the brand new Raptor R, and that's because... I have Andre on the line, not here in our studio, but confined from his home. And we're about to discuss the Raptor R.
2: Yeah, well, the Raptor R, dude, is a hot new truck. And you might be wondering, why are we are not sitting together in a studio, right? Right. Yeah, well, uh, I'm a little bit sick. I'm, I'm sick, but it's not going to prevent me from you know, talking about this hot new truck because I was hands-on with it. Uh, we also have some other news um, in the truck world. So on this episode of TFL Talking Trucks, um, we'll, we'll cover all of that stuff.
1: That's right. And before we get started, we wanted to thank uh, all of our Patreons out there. Um, f- thanks to you, we'll be able to treat Andre and hopefully get him well uh, <laughs> before SEMA, which is right around the corner. Uh, so Andre is required to get well, but thank you very much to our Patreon um, supporters. We appreciate it. And I'm holding on my
2: uh, Patreon app right here right oh. now. And I could see that uh, Don Megahan, Bill H, and Brandon Drake recently supported us on patreon.com/tFLcar, which is our only Patreon page. We've also been um, discussing a few things on Patreon uh, community here, which is where you can ask us questions comments, um etc And um, yeah, so really interesting conversation with Bill H about the different EcoBoost uh, turbocharging and transmission configurations.
1: Hmm, okay. And dude, did you just tell me that Drake is supporting us, yo? Hold on, let me. So
2: I, I tested positive for COVID, so maybe it's COVID speaking. Um, hold on. Drake. No, no,
1: Brandon Drake. Drake is his last name. Yeah. So we can officially say that we're being supported by Drake. My kids are going to love it.
2: Yeah, I guess we could say that. (laughs) Thank you, Brandon, for your support, too. I I think Mr. Drake supports us. There you go.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, that's a
2: start. Um, (laughs) So, so dude, we wanted to do the show. On the Raptor R truck, because people and enthusiasts, actually not just of the Ford brand of, of trucks, but I think in general, have really been waiting and seeing what for, what is Ford going to do with their supercharged, V8-powered Raptor.
1: Yeah, now let's back this up a little bit before we go right into it, which is initially when Ford came out with the Raptor, and we're talking nearly a decade ago uh, in terms of early development and everything else, that had a couple V8 options, but they didn't have a supercharger on it, and it was a much heavier truck, a very different design. And then progressively, twin-turbocharged V6, which a lot of people were really cold about because the engine sound, and we're going to be talking about that, and a few other things. So now we've moved into what really is the third generation, right, of, of the Raptor, and now we have a completely different setup with an engine that puts out what 700 horsepower? Right, it's it's basically it, it's, it's essentially uh a revamped version of the the predator engine that was in the Ford Mustang, but they had to retool it and replumb it in order for it to work well with a pickup truck because completely different demands.
2: Yeah, you got it dude. Um it's basically the GT500 Shelby Uh, Predator, they still call it the Predator V8, right? Um, And in this supercharged, but it has been updated and changed slightly for truck duty. And that's very important because Ford and other companies, they have specific targets they have to hit, right? For their pickup trucks. So while the sports car engine may rev a little higher, may have really high horsepower numbers, but the torque is not as big, right? The torque may not be as beefy in a sports car. Uh, But in a truck, things have to be a little bit different, obviously, because that truck could be towing, right? It could be going off-road. It could be running dunes um, and going through mud. So that's what Ford did here. Uh, They uh, changed the pulley, first of all. So the pulley on the supercharger is a little bit different, uh, but it still has crazy numbers. And we'll talk about it because a lot of people want to compare it to their MTRX, right? Because that's a natural competitor well yeah um, and so the crazy numbers and, are uh, the 700 horsepower at 6650 rpm and we're talking about a pickup truck that's a pretty and high that's RPM. Shiny. yeah yeah um, and, and we could talk about sound too an exhaust note right because uh we have uh actually a couple of videos already with exhaust note
1: Well, I want to add to that, I believe that maximum torque, what is it, about 650 uh, pound feet of torque? And that comes in at like over 4,000 RPM, right?
2: Right. So the Raptor R torque is 640, um, and it's about 4,200 RPM approximately. So that's really kind of almost in the middle of its rev range. It's already making a maximum amount of torque, uh, which is super, super good. And actually, the chief engineer, Carl Widman, I I spoke with him. recently at the first drive of the Raptor R truck. And he shared some extra tidbits uh, on some of the powertrain. Uh, For example, the 10-speed automatic in the Raptor R had to be beefed up in order to withstand that torque. And he said they they took some clutches or some clutch systems from actually the bigger truck, the Super Duty, in order to uh, manage this type of torque.
1: So we're already talking about a much beefier powertrain but it also means i mean you have two extra cylinders you have a completely different engine actually much larger displacement so it's a larger engine which means it's probably a heavier engine so there's going to be extra beef for the suspension right in order to make sure that the truck has you know a good cradle under it all that comes together with more weight and that is really the big question because if it weighs a lot more and it may not be competitive with the TRX, but if it only weighs a little bit more, then it should be more than competitive. I mean, you know, numbers, power to weight is a big deal.
2: Yeah. And let's talk about that, dude. Um, I have my calculator here in front of me, which is my phone. <laughs> um, you know, I love my calculator. So Yes. No. So the Raptor R curb weight and this is I've, I've i saw a couple of these raptor r trucks and i checked their payload stickers you know how much I'm a, I'm a stickler for that and these trucks right. the raptor rs have uh 1460 pounds of approximate payload and which means if you do the calculation well first of all that's not a bad number already it's okay and what the, also what that means is the Raptor R weighs around six thousand pounds at the curb, right? Six thousand pounds. Okay. So let's do the calculation: six thousand pounds divided by seven hundred horsepower, and that is eight point five seven pounds per horsepower. Okay. okay. So that's under nine. So that's under nine pounds of horse per horsepower. So okay. if you if you use the race cars, of course, that doesn't sound like a lot.
1: No, but we're talking about a very large truck.
2: Now, let's do a TRX calculation, okay? Yeah. The TRX has a much bigger displacement engine, 6.2 liter versus 5.2 liter in the Ford. And the TRX weighs a bit more. So at least our TRX, when we had it, weighed around 6,350 pounds. And it produces 702 horsepower. So that's 9.04
1: it's really close, but it still is more. And, you know, at the end of the day, there's a lot of people who will look at what the vehicle is on paper and point, oh, but see, it even has, you know, a better power to weight ratio. But, and I know that the interview that you had with Carl, and Carl's great, by the way, he used to, he worked on Mustangs. Um, he talked about why the truck is the way it is and why they didn't push for more power and want you to elaborate on that because i think it has to do with well it's overall balance
2: yeah and that's very important also i want to do one more calculation before we talk about balance and some other aspects let's talk about oh, there's just calculating uh, hummer ev oh. hummer ev yeah at least ours with a spare tire right spare tire accessory it weighs nine thousand four hundred pounds and it produces a thousand horsepower well, that's pretty simple. It's 9.4 pounds per horsepower. But that's still a little bit uh, you know, worse than the TRX and the Raptor R. But you know, that's just on paper. We have to put them on a drag race together. And we will be. Um, as soon as we can get a Raptor R to Colorado, you can be sure that we can drag race the TRX versus the Raptor R versus Hummer EV. What else should we bring? Maybe a Rivian?
1: uh yeah i think a rivian would be a great addition and did you already say lightning it'd be interesting to bring in the lightning yeah just for you know, quick. Yeah. yeah
2: and and so and then there is of course other elements so the raptor R is riding on 37 inch tall tires right right and i asked carl uh the engineer once again um and he basically said they really wanted extra clearances on this truck because they also have the regular Raptor on 35s, right? So why not just do that, right? But they said, because there's so much more power and so much more torque in this V8 powered Raptor, that extra inch of clearance, it could be a big deal, right? You're going over a jump, you're going faster. um, You kind of need that cushion, right? To actually really go through that terrain.
1: And now, I mean, we're talking about a five link rear suspension 410, front and rear, I believe. Um, so this is a really beefy kind of Baja setup truck, right? I mean, you buy it this way. You, you It comes with all this stuff. And later on in this, I want to talk about pricing because that's a big deal. But bottom line, if you talk about the regular Raptor, even the Raptor 37, and then you look at this truck, this is obviously a step above and it has other components to prove it.
2: We're talking about not just tires, right? But you talked about balance, right? The balance of the truck. And actually Carl did say this. Uh, they think the owners will try to do small jumps in this truck, right? We're not promoting, you know, let's not jump the uh, Grand Canyon here, right? Uh, but but uh, the attitude of the truck is important. Uh, if you put a giant engine with a lot of horsepower in the front and then you're flying through the air and you're nose diving. That's not good for anybody, uh, really. right? So it was important for them to kind of try to balance it. It's not 50/50, um, but try to still balance that weight a little bit more and actually, you know, try to get all that power to the ground. You mentioned five-link rear suspension. Um, of course, now the TRX uses it, right? Uh, Ram trucks have had it on some other Ram models, um, and this is basically. Um, the truck maker getting rid of the leafs in the rear. They're keeping the solid rear axle, but they're using coil springs and also control arms um, just to locate the axle and make it uh, as compliant and also as solid as possible.
1: Yeah, it it really took a big push to get Ford to finally come out of the ether with leaf springs. And I have a feeling this is pretty much the way it's going to go for the remainder of their trucks. I think, well, we, we can guess about what they're going to do with their heavy duty trucks in the future. But Ram has done that with their heavy duty trucks. I believe that other than something, you know, massive, almost everything they have now has coil springs front and rear.
2: Yeah. And actually I wanted to bring that up too. Um, this is, you know, this is maybe a Raptor R episode, but we can talk about other news and other things sure. happening in the world. Um, a week ago, or actually over a week ago, I was in California with the Ram heavy duty guys so this was Ram HD rebel uh-huh. uh, event. And I spoke to one of the uh, people at, on the Ram team and they said, um, I asked why not 3,500 Ram heavy duty rebel? Why is the heavy duty rebel only confined or only available on the 2,500 series? And they told me that the 2,500 series, first of all, the power wagon is on the same chassis but it's using coil springs, right? On the heavy duty line. But right. the wontons, the big dualies on the RAM still use leaves. Those gigantic leaves, yeah. Yeah. So, in order for them to make a heavy duty wonton truck, Rebel, off road truck, they would have to redesign the leaves, right? So, because they want a little bit more compliance, right, for off roading and balance it with payload and towing. Um, so, that was going to be a big task. And so, they didn't quite. They decided not to go there quite yet. Maybe they will in the future. We don't know. REM did not say. But that's really interesting because the truck world is moving. Of course, electrification is also here. But right. also electric trucks, as we've seen with the Hummer and the Lightning, they're, and of course the Rivian, they're going to independent rear suspension.
1: Right. And that, that kind of brings me to the next part of this, which is going back to the Raptor R. A lot of the tech is kind of on the old side, right? Uh, There is a Ford uh, F-150 that has a hybrid, which is already out. Someone I know happens to own one. And why not make this a hybrid where you already have, you know, the guaranteed power. You already know what you're doing with this power. And you can up it. I mean, essentially, a larger electric motor perhaps a slightly larger battery and you'd be there right in terms of power so i'm curious did you talk to them about essentially a raptor r hybrid or something like that
2: unfortunately uh, i didn't get some of those um future looking questions answered partly because as you know um, they're not no going to answer anyway no comment usually because yeah. this is going to have a future product and but we can let me speculate just a second <laughs> Remember, actually, two years ago, maybe you and I were, or I was speculating on this show. And on this show, I was talking about that the next Raptor will be hybrid or partially electrified. And of course, my prediction did not come true. Uh, but that's no, not to
1: say. I remember you talking about that.
2: But that's not to say that it's not going to happen two years from now, right? Uh, because right now, I think it's still the golden age of the V8. Just look at the TRX, look at now the Raptor R, uh, they're going head-to-head. Uh, Cadillac V, right? That's oh, yeah. General Motors. Dude, by the way, Cadillac V, the sound that thing makes is insane.
1: Yeah, I would say that it's one of the best, well, actually not best, it's one of the angriest sounding trucks that I have been near, much less driven, In the past 10 years, it's just it's an angry, angry, pissed off vehicle, which I love. I'm curious because I haven't heard it up in person if the Raptor R competes in terms of engine note. And I think you can talk at least about their exhaust system.
2: Yeah, we can. Um, And also we have video out there of us revving the truck while it's sitting still. Um, So we could kind of listen to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But of course... The Raptor-R has multiple exhaust modes. So they do have that. So remember on the third gen Raptor, when it came out two years ago, um, they had that loop-to-loop where it was, mm-hmm. they called it the trombone loop, where they're trying to make equal length exhaust yeah. system.
1: Of course, the Raptor- R
2: got So they actual- the,
1: at near the very, I'm sorry, at the very end of it, it wraps around and then comes back, and that makes it equal length, even though it does create more curves for the exhaust flow. Gotcha, yeah.
2: Yes, and and so the Raptor R, of course, got rid of the exhaust uh, loop-de-loop, I call it, Um, and and then they added actually several resonators, and they still have a very large, very large muffler. Can you hear my dog, by the way?
1: Okay. Yes, I can. This is a bonus for, this is a huge bonus for all of you people who are tuning in. And the reason why is because for all the years I've known Andre, which has been nearly 10 years now, uh, he's always been very adverse to owning a dog. And now he owns it. He's always been a cat guy, whatever. But now he has a dog and he loves the dog. And the dog, the one time he has to do a broadcast from home is letting us know that it exists, which I think is precious. I'm sorry. Continue. This is great. Uh, His name is Jack.
2: He's what, almost nine months old. Um, So we got him as a puppy. And he's a little guy. He's about like 18 pounds. Um, So he's not going to get much bigger. But uh, yeah, I'm becoming um, a huge dog person. Um, And that's, I mean, I've been a cat owner for a long time. But it wasn't, you know, really, because I made a decision to it's because I always lived in bigger cities, and dogs and big cities don't really intersect uh, very well.
1: Well, nonetheless, your family demanded a dog and you finally acquiesced and now a dog is there. And I think it's great. For those of you who are listening and watching, Andre has become a better person because of this.
2: So speaking of sound, speaking yes. of sound, we we were talking about the exhaust.
1: Exactly, so, which is why your dog started talking.
2: Yeah. So he said, what about me? Can I, <laughs> can I say something? So they still have this... Uh, pretty large muffler on the Raptor R and it has two inlets. So the two inlets coming from the front, from the engine, and it has three outlets. uh, So it's still a pretty fancy muffler. And the top two outlets have valves, right? That are controlled electrically. And that's how you control the sound, right? So you can partially open them or partially or fully open them or close them to get different sound uh, from the exhaust. And then the third outlet down below, uh, they told me it's really like the quietest mode, right? So if you close the valves on top, you can still have exhaust coming out. Obviously it has to, right? Um, but it'll be the quietest um, the quietest type of um, exhaust. I
1: wonder if it works similar to the way Corvette's active exhaust works, where there's baffles and essentially, if you're going into performance mode, it automatically opens them up, I believe. And I think it might be the same on the Raptor where it's just gonna open everything up when you wanna go high performance.
2: Yeah, and um, I mean, we've seen this on the regular EcoBoost, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, the regular EcoBoost Raptor, I should say. Right. Yeah. You have to specify this uh, very precisely. Yes. Um, where, where at highway mode, you can, uh, there's four settings on the exhaust system, you could go to quiet. And really, it also has like sound um, cancellation, right? So the speakers um, inside the truck actually try to cancel some frequencies like road noise or maybe wind noise uh, from the truck outside. And becomes ultra quiet. And I, I heard one of the Ford engineers describe it as uh, the um, conference call mode. <laughs> so you're in your Raptor and you're in a conference call with somebody and you wanted that quiet interior and you can do that. Then you put it in Baja mode uh, they call it off-road only, by the way. Mm-hmm. So Baja mode, quote unquote, is off-road only. So, assuming you're you're in the dirt, you're outside somewhere um, in the in the uh, national parks or wherever you're off-roading, and you can kind of let it breathe and open up the sound a little bit more. So, um, and it becomes loud even in the uh, regular Raptor.
1: So here's a big question, and I think a lot of people are curious about this, Andre. Is there augmented noise as well? So
2: I don't know that for sure. Um, I didn't get to, on the the Raptor R specifically. Yeah. I believe on the regular Raptors, there's still some augmentation um, of the exhaust sound. On the Raptor R, and at least uh, from what I can say, walking around the truck, hearing it idle, right? Um, And revving it when it's stationary. uh, I don't think that V8 requires augmentation. So, so it's, uh, it's actually, I th- I th- this is what the enthusiasts have been asking for, right? Yes. And I think you're getting it. There is some, there's a huge caveat. And I, I received a lot of emails and um, messages about this. And I think somebody on Patreon also asked this. Uh, it's the price, right? Um, and that's, that's a big but, because we can, we can be excited by this truck uh, we'll, like I said, we're going to be drag racing it. Hopefully, in the near future, uh, we'll take it. You know, we'll show you how it behaves off road, how the engine behaves when you actually put it under load. Um, but the price. So it yeah. starts at a hundred, a hundred nine thousand.
1: Yeah, but and I, we actually talked about this on TFL Off Road on the post that just went up. The whole thing about that is you get a lot of standard features with the Raptor R. And I'm not making an apology for that price. It's ridiculous and painful. But when you're comparing it to the TRX, you'll find that the TRX starts out much, much less for their base price TRX. However, and this is, Andre, this is me guessing, but it seems like if you take a TRX and give it all the features that come standard with the raptor r then you're much closer in price am i right
2: yeah absolutely dude so uh right now the rmtrx starts for 2023 model year i believe it's like around 82 okay okay so um and then well you compare it 82 to 109 that's a huge gap well right? yeah
1: it's, that's twenty seven thousand dollars. yeah
2: but but uh like you said when you add options you know the nice leather and the bigger, you know and you know, heads-up display, camera mirrors, other features, uh, to the TRX, it's almost it's becoming like a mid-90s uh thousand dollar truck. So now we're talking 94, 95, 96000 still not
1: quite over a hundred K. You're within a striking distance, so to speak. A five thousand dollar gap as opposed to a twenty-seven thousand dollar gap, major difference. And I think that a lot of Ram fans are gonna say, but yeah, still I can still get the Ram with, what, 702 horsepower and more torque coming out of this truck for a lot less money if I get the standard model and just not deal with the really high-end goodies that the Raptor R has. And I think that Ford's coming at it as standard. You're getting all of this equipment, a 10-speed augmented, you know, beefed up, I should say, uh, transmission with all of this extra stuff. So, you know, the, the price suddenly makes a little bit more sense, but it's still noticeably more expensive than a trx
2: yeah and that's really fair that's fair to say it is more expensive and unfortunately and once again um i don't like to spend a lot of time on this um because it's another topic it's kind of a tangent but dealer markups oh um lord have mercy it's it's a tangent and ram some ram dealers have done this some Ford dealers have done this um and other vehicles like the bronco raptor sees a lot of markup already um some of the jeep 392 for example uh three a v8 powered jeep wrangler uh also sees markups so it's happening all over the place but we can't talk about that because it's hard to compare
1: it's not it's not fair to compare really because it just depends on the dealership and how greedy they are being and some certain other things i know people will debate that's a totally different conversation, but I wanted to go back onto a technical point that I just remembered about the Raptor R, and I wanted to get your take on it. Now, there is no longer a torsen front diff, right? It's something different, and I wanted you to explain it and explain, at least in your opinion, why.
2: So that's um, that's quite interesting. As you know, uh, Nathan and I, I mean, we off it over the years. Yeah, many, many um, different trucks and we compare it and we we've done truck of the year competitions. And uh, I think you would agree with me, Nathan, that, you know, ultimately articulation and lockers and traction is where it's at. Absolutely. Especially for slower off roading. I'm not talking about jumping dunes. I'm talking about, you know, um, Rocky Mountain Trail, slow
1: going on around the rocks. Like our like our cliffhanger 2.0 is a really good example of having to go up and over rocks and taking your time and using your torque and hopefully having lockers to get you through it.
2: Yeah, and also our Onyx Off-Road Trail at Tumbleweed, right? Yes. Uh, kind of the same thing. Um, really slow going. You're crossing these kind of old creek beds and there's a lot of articulation and, and it's muddy and wow. you really have to have a lot of traction. So that's a uh, to preface this conversation, uh, then you need tires as well. So both the TRX and the Raptor R have really good tires, in my opinion. Right. The TRX has the territory tires by uh, Goodyear. Raptor R has BF Goodrich KO2s. Both tires, in my opinion, are very, very good. And agree. then you need right traction at each wheel. And Raptor has had an optional torsion front limited slip Uh, differential it's a mechanical device it it doesn't have a switch it works automatically right but it's actually a physical device that if it senses one wheel spinning at a greater rate than the other it will try to lock up and transfer the power so both tires can grip
1: it's it's similar in, in function to like a g80 or something like that where there's some slip and then boom it kicks in right yeah, totally.
2: Slightly okay. different gearing as far as internals, right? Right. But the same, same concept, right? Right. So, so I was talking to Carl and he said, oh, Raptor R no longer has a torso in front end. That was, a big, that was a big surprise to me, right. at least. Um, and he said, basically, Raptor R is now using brake distribution, which is basically the same tool that the TRX have been using. And brake distribution is basically a computer saying, this wheel is spinning in the front let's send a brake you know let's slow that wheel down and then maybe the other wheel will take over right so it's basically using the brake system to to help the vehicle uh get through a tough uh spot a tough
1: situation yeah it which it's interesting because this is essentially the trick that a lot of automakers use on all wheel drive crossovers and you know i would I have to say it this way but lesser off roaders because Instead of having mechanical lockers, you suddenly are using the brakes and pinching the brakes in order to prevent spin and then to get them to do what they have to do to get you over the obstacle. Now, we know it's effective to a certain degree, but the real question is, why did they do it? And I don't think Ford has a solid answer for that. Could it be weight saving? Could it be money saving? Or could it be that maybe that much power being sent to the Torsen is just too much for it? Do we have any indication on what it might be? No, well, Carl, um, when, you know, when we're addressing this topic, Carl said,
2: uh, we decided we didn't need it. So um, that's one, of course, one take um, at, at this question, but also, sure. and we can speculate you and I, but I don't think we'll know exactly uh, what it will be uh, ultimately. Um, but my guess is he talked about also beefing up the front differential. It is an independent system. Uh, But, uh, they beefed it up, they gave it a new cover, right? Uh, Probably, um, I don't know what's happening inside of that, but it has to take a lot of horsepower and torque. So now, because you're now increasing that from, you know, 450 to horsepower to 700 horsepower. So you're, you're jumping up in power.
1: Yeah, you're nearly doubling it, and and the extra torque and everything else, it's a lot of strain on, on all systems, which is why earlier you mentioned the fact that the 10-speed has been beefed up by using uh, clutch components out of the 10-speed that's used on the heavy-duty trucks. So uh, it makes sense that that would be one of the reasons why, but, you know, we don't have an official answer, it sounds like.
2: Yeah, that's true. And um, you talked to, in the beginning, we talked about weight, right? Uh, and yeah. How heavy or light these trucks are. And of course, Ford decided to go to aluminum bodies and beds back in 2015. Right. Model year. And I think it's still paying off for them, right? That decision that they made long ago, and they continue that through the generations of the F-150, and now, of course, the Raptor. Um, they've trucked, like I said, 6,000 pounds at the curb. Um, I think it is important for off-roading, for acceleration, for other things. Uh, we still don't have EPA numbers, so if you're wondering, okay, is this going to guzzle fuel? You know, under 10 mpg, we we don't know yet.
1: I guarantee you, it won't be as good as the regular Raptor. I mean, that makes sense. Larger tires, more weight. What's the weight gain on this officially
2: over the regular Raptor?
1: Right. Um, so actually,
2: not a huge one. Um, so I have to be careful here. So I think they said the engine weighs about 100 pounds more than the V6 mm-hmm. because you also have the supercharger case, you know, that's pretty heavy. Yeah. Um, and then other components. So there's almost 100 pounds difference. Um, but there's a big but here. Um, the Raptor R is fully optioned. You can get kind of a more basic regular Raptor without, you know, some of the additional uh, luxury components. Sure. the Fancy Recaro seats. Uh, ventilated and cooled, right? A heated steering wheel. Um, so if you subtract some of the luxury features on the regular Raptor, that weight comes down a little bit more.
1: So I I thought there was a number being thrown around either 210 or 250 uh, in terms of some of the weight gain. Is, is that just me reading wrong into the notes or?
2: No, I think, I think maybe what you were referring to there is like a base regular V6 Raptor versus Raptor R. Uh, Because like I said, Raptor R does have a few more options. So I think that kind of makes sense. But it wasn't like they gained 500 pounds.
1: No, it's not. I mean, essentially, that's like one typical American, like me, uh, you know, being added to the vehicle. Uh, and the, the other part of it is because you have a heavier, torquier powertrain, you probably want a beefed up suspension, that's going to add a little bit of weight as well. So there's other, you know, contributing factors to a little bit of weight gain. But When you're thinking about a truck that weighs, you know, in the 6,000 pound range, 250 pounds, while that is, you know, a little bit, it's not a lot. And I think that that's a big deal for a lot of people out there who are going to take this truck and inevitably are going to go to Glamis and they're going to find a TRX and they're going to try to hunt them down and go over the dunes. And we're going to see this on video. Hopefully we get to do it. But the point is, is that that is where everything, all, you know, becomes clear. Did Ford do their research enough to beat the TRX when it comes to actual drivability? Unfortunately, you're not able to answer that right now.
2: Yeah, and that's coming very soon. So right. don't worry about don't worry about that, guys. Um, oh, I won't worry about it. Yeah, and also know. what we don't know is um, people are saying the Raptor R is going to have limited production. Like, and I don't have a number, and I don't think that number. Will be communicated or is communicated. Um, it could be. I could take a guess, but I could be wrong, so I don't want to say anything. But I do know a lot of customers have been still waiting for the regular app Raptor orders, right? Now there's a Raptor R. A lot of them may be switching, you know, or want an option to switch and say, "I've been waiting. Help me out here, right? Uh, get me, get me something else." So, uh, so there's multiple things going on there. Ram said basically, I believe about a year or two ago about the TRX, they made a statement that we'll sell as many as we can, um, as there's demand. So that was, I thought that was a pretty a bold statement. And I yeah. see a lot of TRXs out there.
1: Man, I'm seeing a ton of them. Out, and it's it's to a point where I've seen, at least in my neighborhood, as many TRXs as I've seen the new Raptors. And, you know, usually Ford's, Production numbers, you know, are much higher than Rams, but at least in, in from my perspective, they're selling the hell out of the TRX.
2: Yeah, and um, and that just shows that there's still appetite for this type of truck, right, in the market. Even though, of course, a lot of us will never be able to afford uh, personally one of these machines. Yeah. Um, there's still demand out there, and I think it's driving competition, so it's it's helping us because what they learn with the Raptor R, you know, hopefully it trickles down to regular F-150s, right? Um, and we can gain um, some uh, benefit from that um, in the coming years. And so, but we still don't know, like you said, about electrification. Is there going to be like a lightning Raptor? We don't know. Uh, we don't know if it's, you know, it's going to be a hybrid of some sort. We, we, I think Jack is talking.
1: Well, I think Jack is trying to tell you, yes, I agree. And also, Jack, I think is saying, hey, owner, that's you. Uh, we should also talk about some other news other than the Ford, because there are a couple other things out there. And perhaps it's time to talk about them. Specifically, we were talking about Ram. So why not talk about the Ram electrified pickup truck?
2: I think Ram is way smarter than I am. I mean, Jack.
1: <laughs> that's I maybe both are. But I don't know. It's, yeah. I'm going to blame the think- COVID on that
2: one yeah i'm gonna call my COVID card pull out my COVID card um so there was recently a prototype out, out, out in public mm-hmm. that a spy photographer captured and it looked like a standard ram 1500 but then closer inspection of this prototype um shows that it has independent rear suspension not a solid axle so there's some information out there now that this might be the first Revolution, or EV-powered, electrical-powered uh, Ram truck. Um, well, and it's official.
0: Know,
1: that they, they are going to call it the Revolution. That's official. Yeah, Ram Revolution, which is kind of a clever, and also it has EV in the Revolution. Exactly, and that's, I think, why they chose it. And I'm sure they paid millions to find that name and find a reason behind it. So um, a couple of things about the Revolution. Unlike both the um, Ford Lightning and the upcoming Chevy Silverado EV, and the Hummer, and the Rivian, they are talking about a range extender as being a possible option. Has that been confirmed? Do you know anything about that?
2: Well, I think Ram went on record about it. And they said, Mm -hmm. well, first of all, they said, we're going to have the best specs. They didn't say, you know, what specs are going to be the best, but they said it's going to be segment-defining revolution truck. We don't know exactly what that means yet. And then they did mention the range extension uh, option and up to 500 miles potentially of driving range, uh, which might be possible. So basically using a small internal combustion engine to provide electricity, additional electricity to the battery, right?
1: Right. Kind of like the car you currently own, just in a lot larger scale.
2: Yeah. My wife drives a BMW i3 uh, Rex range extender. So she loves it because her commute is about up to about 50 miles a day. And the car is rated um, and can do about 75 miles a day. And my wife is pretty happy because once in a while she does a bigger journey and she can use that range extender to get her another 30, 40, 50 miles. And then she comes home and charges at home. So uh, it could be a viable solution. Of course, it's a more expensive solution. Obviously you're adding components um, to your vehicle. So we don't know how that's gonna play out. But it looks like RAM is uh, really um, coming along with this. And also, they said at CES, this is in January, which is a consumer electronics show. Right. uh, The revolution will be fully displayed. So they're gonna they're gonna show it um, at CES, and it's not gonna be in Los Angeles. So that's surprising. I was was a little um, so at first, I was under the impression that the revolution truck. Um, is coming to LA in November. Um, you're going to be there, right? Yep. Um, Los Angeles Auto Show is November 17th, approximately, for media. Yep. Uh, and uh, But no, no, I was wrong. Uh, the revolution is coming to CES. Um, so that's mm-hmm. going to be in January. So we'll have to wait on a little bit longer to check that out.
1: Well, if I recall, the last time um, Stellantis did something big in terms of showing off their upcoming merchandise that was also at CES last year. Am I correct? Yeah, I I
2: think if I remember correctly, they had like a electric car concept, right?
1: Yeah, they had the airflow, the Chrysler airflow on, on display and they had some other vehicles kind of all under one roof. And it was a pretty, for them, it was a pretty big display and a pretty big setup. And they made a lot of announcements there. So this might be kind of bookending that and showing, hey, a year ago we said this, here's the truck we were talking about. So that makes sense. But between now and then, we have SEMA, pretty big show to do an unveiling at. And then, of course, the LA Auto Show. And the LA Auto Show, usually going back to FCA and Chrysler, Stellantis, they like to do a big reveal there. So I'm kind of surprised... That they're not doing it at the la show to be honest with you
2: and we'll have to wait and see maybe something else is coming out um yeah. uh, and at SEMA, ram is showing another version of a modified trx yeah. uh, they teased it and then jeep is showing uh i, I believe some sort of electrified concept maybe um, uh, it, it basically looks like a, uh, a classic jeep not the um what's the name me I mean not a magneto, not a magneto concept, but something else. Maybe um, aftermarket parts like motors and batteries that uh, SEMA companies can use to modify their vehicles with. So something like that.
1: Yeah, I had an idea for uh, Mopar Stellantis's branch for performance components, which is inevitably mean, they have to change because everybody's electrifying. So. I thought that they should do a crate electric motor in the future that has a 1,000 horsepower, just like the Elephant, but they call it the Elephant. Get it with the E? Oh, yeah. This is why I don't work for automakers or PR, because it's a bad idea. But I I like the E part, because apparently everybody's going to throw EV in everything they do now, and we're stuck with it. Anyway, I wanted to... I appreciate, you. yeah, thank you for, for backing me up on that. It's going to be the big elephant in the room, I think, eventually. <laughs> you, you did that. Look at you, yeah. Um, um, uh,
2: one more thing. So before yes. we wrap up, um, there is another piece of news that's coming out, is um, the 2023 Ford Super Duty order books are supposed oh, to be yes. opening uh, opening yes. soon. Uh, there is uh, actually a leaked dealership order guide that's been circulating for a few days out there in the on the interwebs is that it, on
1: your is that on the truck website now
2: it's not, not yet it will okay. be soon okay. um because i, I want to confirm this right i don't want to publish this leaked document and just basically say ford said this oh i was wrong right um okay. they haven't published any horsepower numbers for the super duty i know a lot of you have been asking this yeah. no torque numbers no no uh, horsepower numbers for the new motors uh, for that truck, and also there's a one element of that document that said the Ford F450 2023 Super Duty will be will have a 40,000 pound towing package. So right now the war of dually trucks, right? Um, I believe it's Ram, It's between Ram and Ford. They're both around 37,000 pounds for dually towing. Now Ford says we're gonna have 40. Once again, unofficially. So, so uh, but, but still stay tuned to the space because I think, and we'll be testing all the heavy duty trucks very soon, but stay tuned to the space because this is gonna be exciting.
1: 40,000 pounds, if that is true, think about how far they've jumped in just 10 years. It's insane. It's basically half,
2: well, more than half than a semi-truck. Yeah. Right. Uh, Because semi-trucks usually are rated at 80,000 gross weight, right? Right. So so that's almost approaching a semi-truck capability in a small truck. So, uh, yeah, it's getting nuts. Really getting
1: nuts. Well, we have to make sure this is confirmed before we can put this out there. But at the very least, the rumor is out there. So now everybody who's watching this, now you know. Or now you might know. So, uh, Andre, In the near near future, we have SEMA, we have the LA Auto Show, and I know this is a truck show, but I also wanted to promote something because this is going to be painful and hurtful and difficult and probably very smelly. It's the D2D event that's going to be Roman and I and Cole, our cameraman, driving cross country in an all-electric vehicle, that being a Hyundai um, Ioniq 5. And we're going to try to do it as non-stoppy as we can. So we're going to stop. Um, we're, go- we're not going to go to a hotel. We're not going to go to restaurants. We're going to stay in the car. And the only time we're hopping out is to charge it along the way. We're going to use uh, Electrify America along the way. We're going from Anaheim, Disneyland, all the way over to Orlando, Walt well, Disney World, in less than 48 hours.
2: Yes, so people stay tuned for this, this is gonna be huge. When you and Roman told me about this, uh, well, I knew about the D2D concept, Disney to Disney concept, but when you guys told me you're gonna cannonball it, and I'm using quotes because you're charging obviously also, right? Um, and that could take some time and also, you know, hopefully during charging, you may be ta- taking a cat nap or using the restroom or eating, um, I don't okay. want you to be hurt. Please stay <laughs> safe. Please, yeah. please be safe. But it's going to be incredible. I think the Ionic 5 is a quick charging car.
1: It's one of the quickest. I think next to the um, Hummer and maybe one other vehicle, it's one of the fastest.
2: Yeah. So uh, I'm going to be watching you guys uh, from either my, uh, you know, my home office, <laughs> if I'm still sick, or hopefully from SEMA. Um, I'll be I'll be watching every second um, and to see to see how you guys are doing.
1: Oh, I guarantee you, you're going to be hearing from us regardless. I mean, Roman calls you every eight seconds as it is. By the way, this is for charity, so it's going to a children's hospital. Uh, there Hyundai is going to for every mile we cover. They're well, actually, it's the other way around. We're going to with Hyundai have uh, for a dollar for every mile covered, and then give the children's uh, hospital a check when we're done with this. So you're, it's around 2,500 miles, give or take. Um, but here's the other thing, and just to keep this in mind, it's going to be between 16 and 18 stops for electricity and cross country. So once again, we're trying to do it in less than 48 hours. So it's going to be tight. Uh, it would be worth a watch. And I want
2: to plug a couple more things sure. okay, that's related to this. TFLEV, like you mentioned, um, are one of our newer, growing, fast-growing channels. Uh, we're going to have chargezilla series launching very very soon in a few days right. um, this is our electrified 1965 ford we, now we call it e100 it was f100 pickup truck that we electrified with legacy ev 101 motors and fox shocks it's going to be at SEMA. so if you are near SEMA around SEMA, stay tuned for that because the truck is going to be there uh and we'll have more news to share first episode will drop this weekend, when you're listening to this episode of TFL Talking Trucks, um, and also our friends at Elevation Off Grid, this is a Colorado, uh, Denver, Colorado-based company who does Ford F Five Fifties, giant trucks on liquid spring suspension on forty twos. We also have a video coming for that. But uh, the guys from Elevation Off Grid are also going to be at SEMA, unveiling an entire new truck. I can't awesome. tell you what it. I cannot tell you what it is, but. You
1: gotta wait for that. Well, stay tuned for that. And by the way, if you guys are at SEMA, look for us. Uh, almost the entire team, at least the old guard of the, the the team, is going to be there. So hopefully, Andre, we'll see how he's feeling in the next couple days. But I'll be there, and Roman will be there as well. I don't think Tommy will be there. Um, but, uh, we'll, we'll but I think other... you'll
2: see Cole. Well, Cole is our
1: camera guy. Cole is our camera guy, but yeah, he he's one dashing devil. He's probably going to be editing this anyway. So yeah. Uh, but uh, and I think maybe one other person but anyway the point is is that you will see some TFL guys running around there so give us a shout out if you see us if you're at the show and stay tuned we have a lot of stuff coming in the very near future alright well there you have
2: it another um, show in the book uh, let us know your comments uh, of course below we read all your comments support us on patreon.com slash TFL car um, and let us know what you think about this whole Raptor R versus TRX versus others Uh, Competition.
1: All right, guys, have a great week. We'll see you next time.
2: See ya.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place.